bands with giant speakers and mixes that I can't even touch, don't know how to use. Um, glory to God, this is recording already. Amen. Yeah, recording ain't gonna make sense, but they'll catch up. So I'm like, the devil is a lot. This dude got it from me. He's licking me off, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just worshiping more. Oh, you know, Jesus is so everything. I got hands up. I'm just up there doing it, and it's making a mess. So then we continue this. I get on the freeway. He's still doing it on the freeway. We get, he gets on the freeway on ramp and tries to stop because he's mad, but there's a truck behind me, like one of those big Dodge Rams, and he's honking. The dude's thinking he's making me mad, and I go, that's him. I keep worshiping, you know. So then he moves because he's going to have, you know, pile up behind him. And he's doing it on the freeway. Any lane I try to get into, he gets into first. And he's like trying to, you know, do running, waving his little finger and getting on that. And I'm like, you know. But as it starts to get dangerous, because we now miles into a freeway and he's still acting like that, just an indignation rose up in me, but not the way they thought. And I was like, oh, this is literally the devil. I used to have traffic warfare some time ago. It's been a little while. I'll tell you other stories later. And I was like, now I've been worshiping for like 10 minutes. Because we've been doing it. I was like, you know what? Oh, okay. Well, since the devil has that much influence, that he's got this dude driving crazy in a giant truck on the freeway, and I just begin to intercede. I don't know. Have you ever been fed up and gone to heaven with so much fire over something. I was, I'm not mad at this dude. I understand that it's the devil because people have been getting set free. See, for the past 48, 72 hours, people just been getting chains broken off and getting set free and getting new identities and all these things. I start going in on this man's whole house. I've never been so sure in my life that somebody was going to be saved. Break generational curses, demonic oppressions, salvation. I mean, I was like, oh, I apply the apostolic anointing yeah. over this man's house right now in the name of Jesus. I was screaming. He disappeared. I was, the devil was like, no, 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 get him away from her after that. And went all the way. But by the time, and then as I was interceding, I somehow started to change lanes and he was still trying to block me. And before he could get over, because he's a giant truck, I went back and got around him. And he's still mad, but he, he's gone. Instead of chasing me, he just disappeared. And I was confident the reason he disappeared is because Satan didn't want no more chains broken off his family. However, I say that to say that's the upset that what God has been doing has created. And that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Because the truth of it is, as sons and daughters, we are heirs of a God who is a warrior, is a part of his nature. It's a part of his nature. And it's a part of who we are in this age as well. You know, the scripture says that one day we'll, we'll beat our plow, we'll build our shears into plowshares. Thank you. Our spear. I'm trying to say shirts in every word. Shirts of the shirts. We'll beat our spears in the in the plowshares. Meaning, there come a point when we don't have a need to prepare for war anymore. No, it's real. There'll come a point where there is no more war. Yes. And it's over. But until that time, like David said, we need to say, God, teach my hands to war. Because the fruit of the spirit is still love, joy peace, patience, right? Mm -hmm. That gentleness, goodness, mm -hmm. long-suffering, self-control. But that's our internal reality. That doesn't mean that we don't show up for battle. Yes. 
that means that we war from a place of joy and peace. That means that there's a way to let God teach us to war so that there's a there's a deep belly laugh underneath that thing as we go and apply the authority of Christ to the earth. Because we're going to talk tonight and we're going to talk tonight about the realms of heaven. It's a basic understanding, but it's a spiritual understanding. And a lot of times Christianity stays within the realm of the practical in an attempt to accommodate the masses that will not understand going deeper. And that's okay. I understand that. In this house, we have very many who have just come to Christ. Do we not? Or who have just come back to Christ after long seasons of being away. So I do understand and have also I share in that desire to make sure that things are tangible, that they can be grasped by those who are with us. But I also see in the same people such a desire to understand the spiritual and the supernatural. And I believe that that's why, especially in this city, so many people who first believed in Christ have gone after new age and have gone after things that they don't even understand it to be witchcraft. All they know is they're reaching to understand the unseen dimensions. They're reaching to understand the supernatural powers. And so taking the education and the information from other sources, from sources that might teach them illegitimate access to power that actually positions them to be victims and to be robbed right and can bring on those same generational curses that we've been breaking off because of an illegitimate access to power without appropriate authority so even though it may not seem like something you want to teach babies the lord is showing me no 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 you do it you go ahead go deeper into the spiritual things because there's a hunger and a thirst and in this generation hello that's grown up on harry potter and, and Pokemon, even even the, the, the cartoons that I'm seeing, my little sons look at on Netflix, there's so much more spiritual undertone than the cartoons when I was young. You know, um, there's one that my sons love and, and like it's like a toy, like they're battling. But inside the toy, the toys have names and like identities. It's like there's a spirit inside the object. You know what I mean? And so these realities are laced. And therefore, we have a younger generation coming up that's mindful of spiritual things. Meaning they're mindful of invisible powers. They're mindful of the power of the tongue and wanting to apply it to produce things in ways that, you know, 40 years ago, it just wasn't, wasn't a part 30 years ago, 50 years ago. It just wasn't a part of what kids were looking at, right? It was still Tom and Jerry hitting each other, you know, and those kind of things. And so I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, that it's good or bad, as long as we harness it. And, and take advantage of the fact that they're more spiritually minded and begin to apply appropriate doctrine to it. So with that said, if you have been feeling warfare, if you have been feeling pushback in the invisible or visible, then praise God. Amen. Um, you're, well, you're, in, you're in good step. It's not about getting to a point that we stop having to overcome. That's not the goal of this life. The goal of this life is to learn to overcome with peace and joy and worship our way through it. Amen? Amen. 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 So I'm going to go right on in. Um, a lot of the verses, for those of you who are taking notes, I will, I will give you more verses than I will read. Okay? Because, well, shoot, you might want to go back and look at them yourself later on. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, through the scripture, we are able to see that heaven is not what uh, people think it is. Heaven is is a realm, mm-hmm. right? And there's more than one heaven. Mm-hmm. Lord, give my sons peace. I hear them. Let them be settled in Jesus' throne. Come with me over to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 1. Let's deal with the first heaven. There are three heavens in the scripture. There's the first heaven. There's the second heaven or mid heaven. And then there's the third heaven or highest heaven. And we're going to look at those in the word. So Genesis 1 chapter, Genesis chapter 1 verse 8. And God called the expanse heaven and there was evening and there was morning the second day so if we if we if we look at verse 7 god made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse and it was so and here he's creating water the way we know it and in the following verses he'll cause the waters to be gathered together and cause dry land to appear so he's forming the earth but just above the earth He says, God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. So heaven, usually when we see that, we think, okay, heaven. And the popular idea about heaven in the world is that heaven is more or less just above the clouds. Like there's angels sitting on the clouds. Some of them have harps. You know what I mean? When we die, we're going to go sit on the clouds. That, none of that, none of that is biblical. Thank God that would be really boring if all we were going to do for eternity was look at, sit on top of some clouds. Uh, Revelation, <laughs> hey, let's be honest. There's a reason some people don't want to go to heaven. They're like, that's what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit on some clouds? I don't know. I'd rather live it up. Revelation uh, 21. This is giving you a biblical basis. Yep. And then we'll teach out some more. Revelation 21, you can actually look at verses 1 through 5. I'm just going to read it. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So this is John toward the end of the vision, the revelation that Jesus gave him to show (laughs) the saints what was going to take place. John says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. And so if you've never read Revelation 21 and 22, even be, even before you read the rest of the book, I suggest you spend some time right here and see the promises that we're leading up to, that we're not all just going to sit on some cloud, not at all, but that Jesus has come to restore in fullness 
the original intention of the creation, including establishing a new heaven and a new earth. But if you take note, so I'm going to teach more than I'm going to read because some later, we talked about on Saturday, there's layers of revelation to every scripture. There's layers of revelation to the word. And some of these layers are more deeply hidden for those who will look. Amen. If you're reading and you see Jesus when he's teaching with parables, those who come and ask get a deeper revelation than those who just sit in the crowd and walk away. There's always more. Which is why we read the word and we read it again and we read it again because they are layers of revelation that we're getting each time. So if you look at, at the beginning of chapter 21, you see that John is seeing a new heaven and a new earth. But if all the heavens were one thing, then how is something descending from another heaven coming into the new heaven and the new earth? The heaven that he's talking about being renewed is the first heaven. So the first heaven is that which is above the earth itself, including the sky and the clouds. And by revelation of the Lord, you can test it for yourself, including the stars, some of the celestial bodies that we can see. This is the first heaven, that, that which we are experiencing here. So the air is a part of the first heaven. Does that make sense? So you have earth, you have sea, and then you have above the earth even even in this air that we're that we're speaking through right now and sending energy through right now this is the part of the first heaven the sky the clouds it is heaven but it's only the first heaven it's not all of heaven does that make sense so what what john was seeing was the first heaven and the earth being completely renewed and yet out of another realm of heaven he saw the new jerusalem descending into the new heavens and the new earth the intention of God is not that we would all go away to heaven. It's that those who are in heaven are waiting until the fullness of time when the earth itself will be redeemed. Mm -hmm. For the scripture says it's appointed for a man once to die and then the judgment. So all of the things that have taken place in this age will be judged and accounted for. Everything will be done. Those who believed in Jesus will be saved. That's it. It's not about counting up what you've done. We get into a salvation message right there, but... The point is, if by the blood of the lamb, your name is in the lamb's book of life, you're entering into life. Jesus's whole uh, ambition is to present this renewed heavens and earth to the father as the work, the will of God that he's accomplished, including us as his inheritance, including sons and daughters that have been redeemed and made clean and set free. And, and so those who are in heaven are actually waiting for us and those who are coming after us and we are all together going to live with God on the new heaven and new earth. They'll be they'll become one reality in the way they were in the beginning in the garden. And God desires to actually bring his throne and his habitation into that holy earth, the new heavens and the new earth. So we're going to be able to go into his temple and like go see him. You know, yeah, uh, praise God, the lamb, Jesus will be like around like it's going to be it's going to be amazing. OK, so these are evidences of the first heaven. Amen. All right. The second heaven. <laughs> we ain't done yet. No. <laughs> yeah, we might, uh, might even have some time for questions. We'll see. But the second heaven or mid heaven. All right. My, my, my. Again, lots of scripture. This time I'm going to give you more references than we're going to read together. Amen? 
Okay. So in Genesis 1, 14 through 15, I will read this one for you. Establishing the fact that there's more than one heaven. Even as we just saw in Revelation 21, we see it in the beginning in Genesis. In Genesis 1, 14, and God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. So we just went from heaven to heavens with an S. Mm-hmm. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And so we start seeing in Genesis that there are more than one, that there's more than one realm being referred to as heaven. Now I'm going to give you some scriptures for your reference. Um, three that reference what they call mid-heaven. Um, in the NASB, you can see this, and there's about six other translations that actually translate it mid-heaven, and other translations will use other language to try to describe it. Um, Revelate, and they're all in the book of Revelation. Revelation 8.13, Revelation 14.6, and Revelation 19.17, because I know I have some scholars who are going to go back and look at that later. I'll make sure I give you some references. <laughs> Paul and Vivian, look, I know at least a couple. And and the blessed ones that the microphone is for. Amen. Sade and such. So um, in those three verses, you'll see, again, in the NASB, and again, there are six other translations as well, you'll see um, this realm referred to as mid-heaven. So... Holy Ghost, God. Yeah, okay. So in those verses, each time you see an angel speaking. There's an angel speaking to uh, the bird. There's an angel speaking, something happening in a prophetic um, realm. And this is by, by revelation of the prophet, seeing the angel speaking to such and such in the midheaven. And so the second heaven is known as an angelic realm. Um, in the story of Daniel, you might remember there was a time when he was fasting for revelation, for more revelation about a vision he got. And when Gabriel came to him, he said, from the day you started fasting, because he fasted for 21 days, he said, from the day you started fasting, I was sent to you, but I got held up in heaven and your, your prince or your principality, Michael, had to come and help me. So that I could break through and bring the word to you. That fight, they're talking about the second heaven. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the second heaven, every time you see a reference to it, you're usually seeing something in the angelic. Mm -hmm. Third heaven. Oh, yeah. Come on. Well, the second heaven, can we get a little more expounded? Just a little bit. Yes, but let me let me explain all three, and then we can talk about them with a little more fluidity, because then the, then the third one might present a challenge. So at the second heaven, you mostly see the angelic. Is everybody tracking with that that bit so far? All right, the third heaven or highest heaven. There's actually a lot more scriptures referencing the highest heaven. The third heaven is where God dwells. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So for listen, for the third heaven there are many verses. My note takers ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. All right. 
um, First Kings eight twenty seven. Yeah, but a God will in, but will God indeed dwell on earth? Yeah, He will later. Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house that I have built? Second Chronicles six eighteen. Second Chronicles two six. Job twenty two twelve. Mm hmm. And Luke nineteen thirty eight. Mm hmm. Luke is is the only um one of the only New Testament references. Uh, say hi as heaven. All right, a little bit more. Deuteronomy ten fourteen. <laughs> Psalm sixty eight thirty three. And Psalms one forty eight and four. One forty eight four. Praise him, highest heavens and the waters that are above the heavens. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the third heaven, and you hear actually Paul talking. He doesn't call it highest heavens. Paul references the third heaven. In his letters, he actually calls it third heaven. Most of the time in scripture, it's called highest heaven. Um, this is this is the place where God's throne is presently. His holy angels, his holy temple, the one that the temple on earth was made to be a model of or a replica of. The original temple is there in the third heaven. And so when we're talking about heaven most of the time, as believers, we're actually talking about the third heaven. Okay, so most of what you've been thinking of when you think of heaven, you're referencing the third heaven, the heaven where God is. When we think about the saints who've gone on before us, you know, as the scripture says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, that would be in the third heaven where God is. Does that make sense? When we do see God acting from heaven in the prophets, in Isaiah, um, we see him acting from heaven, well, in Daniel, when we see him acting from heaven in Revelation, you're looking at the third heaven. Amen? Where his throne is. So it's an issue of receiving resources from the third heaven that we're usually praying for. When we say, um, let the kingdom of heaven come, we're talking about the domain and rule of the kingdom of heaven, the third heaven, coming down to infiltrate the earth. You, my love, I can't ignore your coughing. He's driving me crazy. <laughs> I just love you so much. I can't take it. Okay. <laughs> um, hey. Uh, honesty is the best part. Hallelujah. Transparency. Hallelujah. Okay. So so when, we, when we've when been talking about heaven, we're usually talking about the third heaven. Why do you need to know that the heaven you're thinking of is the third heaven? Because the truth is, now, Holy Spirit, lead me. I'm not trying to be scary, but I got to be real, right? The scripture says Jesus doesn't want us to be ignorant of the enemy's devices. So there are many Christians, good, intending, well-meaning, Bible Belt, some of them just lovely people who think that there's no power in witchcraft. They think that there's no power in root doctors, witch doctors. They think that there's no power in uh, the law of attraction. They think that there's no power in new age. 
But that's not true. That's not true. Because there is a, an invisible realm that one can access lower than the third heaven, the one that we always think of where God is, but where there's still supernatural activity and powers moving. So when you see psychics, when you see people who, again, a lot of people brush off as not having power, and yes, there are con artists. Yes, there are people who are absolutely faking. I'm not saying that there aren't. But there also is an element of, of, of real people doing real things with actual power that they're getting illegitimately because they're not going through God, who's the source of all authority and power. But they're, they're able to access some things through the spiritual principles because they've been learning the spiritual principles and there's still a first and second heaven through which they can act and move. Does that make sense? Yes. Come on, Paul. Yes. Right. So in order to access the third heaven, you have to go through Jesus. Jesus, in their terms, is the only medium through which you can access the purest and highest form of power, which comes from God the Father, which is in his throne. Nobody's going to ascend to the throne room of God by witchcraft. If they did, they would be unhappy about what happened next to say because he's holy and the only reason that we're able to ascend into that heaven to commune with god and i'm gonna tell you how to do that because you're probably like how do i do that you've already done it we've been teaching you how to do it we just didn't tell you what you were doing so <laughs> i like hey you got to take baby step by step oh glory so so when you <laughs> when you you can't go and access that unless you're going through the medium of jesus there's no other way to get up there. Again, God is holy. So the blood of the lamb is what is giving us access to God. The blood of the lamb is what allows us to step into the holy of holies, to step into the holy place and actually be with him. Outside of his blood, man has sinned. And the, the soul that sins shall die. So the, the glory of God, what we don't understand is because he's so kind, sometimes we forget just how strong he is. Because he's so forgiving, we forget how pure and holy he is. He's so holy, he has so much glory and so much strength that something that is unholy cannot stand in his presence. It cannot exist before him. And that's why as we go stage by stage and level by level and we grow closer to him, we grow in intimacy, we grow in holiness. Because as we're walking with him, and we and we emphasize intimacy, right? What's, what's our mandate, right? To know him. This is eternal life. That they would know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And we talk about John 17, 3 all the time. But to know him intimately means to grow closer and closer to him. And it also means to grow up in holiness. Without trying to be holy, just by putting our focus on him and obeying him step by step, we're becoming more holy. And when we do that, there are certain things that, that disagree. And that's why we see sometimes people reacting in ways that don't even make sense. Why? Because the holy and the unholy, they don't dwell well together. You can love, you can serve, but they ain't going to mix. It's oil and water. It's not, they're not going in. And so 
this is even way, way more so when it comes to the Lord. And that's why I said, if someone is engaging in supernatural powers, not by Jesus, it's definitely coming from the second heaven or the first and second heavens and not the third. Yes. Devils, demons, that whole thing. Yeah. So, coming down in the third, second, first, first, second, third. Where are they ascending from? Where are they descending from? So, they're descending from someplace, such as third heaven. So, where his vision vision is, is in the second heaven. Right. So, our goal is the third heaven. But why do we have to talk about this and why do I think it was so important to get a good recording of it? Because right now in our community, and we're going to pray again before we leave for everybody that's not here. Because the devil's not going to steal anything from anybody in Jesus' name. But so many are growing in the prophetic. All of a sudden can see, all of a sudden can hear, all of a sudden get burdens for intercession. And it's new and it's the Lord. But there, there's got to be an understanding now that there are a few different places we can be getting our information from, right? So we have to be aware so that we can discern the voices that we're hearing and the visions that we're seeing. If, As our spiritual eyes and ears are opened, of course we can see more deeply in the first heaven. We can see more deeply. The person next to you can be speaking and you're picking up, you're like reading them in a different way. Well, God could be speaking to you while they're talking, but there's also a sense of you just being a little bit more intuitive about people and knowing the difference because when God is calling us and allowing us to be used by him to speak his word, he doesn't want us to just read people. He wants us to actually be saying what he's saying, and there's a difference. So do we understand that we can get communication from the first heaven, from just people, right? All the voices around us, the entities, the organizations, oh my God, so much on social media. There's so much fly, literally flying through the air here on the first heaven. Then there is the second heaven. So as our eyes and ears are open in the spirit, a lot of people are receive visions and stuff from the demonic. They're getting dreams that are from the demonic or they're, they're getting visions when they're awake or they're hearing stuff. But the things are not producing love but fear. Not producing faith but doubt. And... So we have to kind of come to a place of realizing, you know, there's more than one voice making noise, right? And so there has to be a point of discerning, Holy Spirit, is it you? God, is it you? And then above all, we have the Lord our God who's always been wanting to speak to us, who has something to say about everything. You know, Proverbs 3, 5, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. That means in all your ways, there's some knowledge to be gained of what God is saying. He's got something to say about everything. He is in no way too busy or preoccupied to speak into your life. Everything from who you should marry and date to what you're going to wear today and what flavor of ice cream you might enjoy the most at the Baskin Robbins. I mean, he knows everything, right? The scripture says he has the hairs of your hair numbered. So he has something to say about all that. So how do we... As children of God, as prophetic people, as a prophetic house, how do we 
take the gifts that God has given us because we're spending time with him. And the more time we spend, the more eyes and ears are open. And as we're taking in the word, the more we're seeing. How do we get to the third heaven, right? How do we make sure that we're getting the purest source of information possible? And that if something's coming from somewhere else, we get to where we can discern the difference. The, we already talked about the fact that Jesus is the only way. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Remember, there's layers and revelations on every word. So now you know that part of him being the way to the Father is that the Father's in the third heaven, and the only way to access the third heaven is through the name of Jesus. Even within that, the way we tune up most quickly to what's coming from the third heaven is worship. So when I said we've been teaching you how to get into the third heaven, but you didn't know that's what you were doing, that's why so many people in the last month are seeing and hearing and, and pulling out all these things. So when we come into a room and we turn on some music and we say, just lean into God and give him your attention and his presence comes. And we begin, Jesus, we love Jesus, you're everything. That is the atmosphere of the third heaven descending, filling the room. That's us becoming present both on, both on the earth in the first heaven and in the third heaven. That's why from that place, there's more prophecy that starts going around. There's more open doors from heaven. We start, people are writing down revelations, getting visions right there and hearing the voice of God. The reason all of a sudden, everybody, so you'll see, well, you've seen people, somebody's crying and somebody's getting a word and somebody else is writing and one person is, is, is because of whoever's ministering, but somebody else isn't being ministered to and they're crying over somewhere else and people are coming away with things God is saying. The reason it all starts to happen at one time is because together, corporately in that context, we've entered into engagement with the third heaven. And so that is what people mean sometimes when they say an open heaven. You know, that it's, oh, and that's why there's activity happening all at once. Yes, one second. So what we want to do is now intentionally align ourselves with that third heaven, accessing it on purpose, right? But the first thing had to be Jesus. So I don't want to train up a bunch of Christian witches. I'm just telling you how to access powers before we fall in love with Jesus. No, we're going to fall in love with Jesus See that he's the way and then go and find out that the reason why when we're worshiping him and we're focusing on him, we, we suddenly get all of these open visions and revelation is because we're now accessing the third heaven. And so what that means is when we are getting inundated by an invisible pressure that doesn't make sense, maybe you're just at work or you're just driving or you're just, you know, at home and there's an invisible pressure Thoughts of insecurity, inadequacy, fear, anxiety, maybe things that you previously dealt with before, even in the place of prayer, but they'll come back to test you to make sure you're going to stand on that freedom that you were given. Depression, whatever, when we're feeling that invisible, we need to go in and, and get our straight line to the third heaven so that the word of God can overwhelm the lies of the enemy. Amen. Yes, sir. Into when we, when we 
corporately as believers normally call the presence, it's really the descent of the third heaven onto the earth, right? His his abode or his kabod with us, right? So kabod, right? Glory, kabod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's happening is the the model prayer of Jesus, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he's he's saying this this is the will of the Father. There's a descending of heaven coming upon us. So a, you, you, you can now classify yourselves as multidimensional beings. So, because that's, that's part of your new creation. So part of what a new creation is, is that you are literally now a new ethnos, another nation, so another people group. You're an entirely different people group. Now you might still have an earthly tribe, but you, have a, but you are now of a whole other people. So you are, that's why the scripture says, why are you acting like mere men? So you are actually no longer just a human being. You you have been activated into a new realm of reality. So you have been upgraded in your spirit. And so there there is there is there is now access to 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 divinity that was never there before. So we're we're now talking about you as a multi-dimensional human being, uh, not human being, a multi-dimensional being being able to go into. Just like Jesus was able to go into the heavens, right? Uh-huh. Receive from the heavens, uh-huh. pull it down yeah, into the yeah. earth, and actually bring it forth by the will of the Father. Yeah. Not our own will, but by His will. Yeah. And so when we, when we learn to operate, this is why intimacy is so important. When we learn to operate on, on multiple levels, then we begin to, we need to start understanding dimensions because levels and dimensions are two different things. Because there's dimensions in the levels, which is why God gives us keys. So that's a whole other thing. Yes, we have keys so that we can access, right, the third heaven, that first, that second heaven, that first heaven. And honestly, when you have access to the third heaven, you don't have to do too much in the second heaven because you can speak from the third heaven and the things in the second heaven have to come under submission to the authority of the word. So what we want to do is really live in that third heaven as much as possible and apply the things in the third heaven to the earth realm and speak them forth. That's how we get access to bringing things because we're able to go into the third heaven. That's why we worship before we pray, right? Because we want to get into the presence of the one who is there. We want to come above the situations and the things here and get to where he is. And then in his presence, feeling his heart, we can intercede according to his will. As it was written, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. So we pray from, as much as we grow and mature, we pray from the place where we're seated with yes. Christ. Hallelujah. And not from the earth going, oh God, That's right. oh help me. No, we go up into that place and we pray from that place yes. down to influence. Because yeah. even though we're physically here, we are also spiritually there at the same time. Yes. So just like Hallelujah. we were praying before, sorry, I'm <laughs> Go ahead, prophet. <laughs> Just like when we were praying before and commanding what the enemy had scattered, our seeds that he had scattered to bring them forth, we do so because we have authority. But if you don't know that you have authority to command what was illegally taken to be brought back, you just think it's gone. But the only way for you to understand that is for you to know your heavenly seat. See, because you're above what's going on. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, because you're above, you're able to now for have foresight. Mm-hmm. So 
you're able to now see the plans of the enemy because the Lord is giving you foresight Hallelujah. about what he's doing afar off. Now the scripture says, I see the enemy coming from afar off. And so what, it, what, he's, what he's saying is per, your prophetic vision and your prophetic insight is telling you, because it's the Lord, it's the Holy Ghost, telling you this is the plans of the enemy. This is what's going on. This is coming your way. So now you have authority to thwart the plan of the enemy Amen. instead of the enemy being able to thwart your plan Amen. or the plan of God over your life. Yeah. Amen. And you can punish the enemy oh, just yeah. like that story we started with. Yeah. That, uh, hey, hey, he ain't getting up. No, stop, stop. Hey, hey. Oh, just like when we were talking uh, earlier where the enemy is trying to cause some ruckus or get me distracted with some crazy dude by stirring him up. I punish the enemy by, by, by ministering deliverance from my heavenly seat over the guy. I ain't worried about punishing the guy. He doesn't know what's going on either way. But that then drives the enemy away because now he's about to lose a little minion that he thought he had. And so we begin to ex uh, focus from that place where we're fighting from the spirit realm. And then we affect the earth. That's why God's teaching us love. Because God so loved the world that he gave his son. What, and this is part of what distinguishes us from those who work witchcraft. Because from a selfish perspective, one who works witchcraft brings forth what they think is best, including bringing vengeance and curses on others. The Lord teaches us to bless and curse not. Right. He teaches us to see from his perspective in the third Amen. heaven. And what we want to do is bring forth salvation always. Yeah. Yeah. We, when, we do, when we apply and execute the authority against someone, it's always against those unclean spirits. Mm -hmm. We're not looking to bring vengeance or pain to humans. Mm -hmm. That's one of the big distinctions between us. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching the scripture for which they based the last five minutes is in Ephesians 2 6 mm -hmm. specifically. Um, if you read 1 through 10, or 2, 1 through 10, it was just the whole mm -hmm. what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you, scripture. Ephesians 2 6 is the scripture. Two, one through ten. Yeah. Yeah. We be talking about so much scripture. That's why I said, listen, y'all, I'm gonna just read some coordinates because there's so much. But that's what God does. If if we are pleased to not know too much, we can get the basic practical. We don't have to go very deep. But if we want to continue with Him, then He'll take us in, and that's why we have to be patient with ourselves while we're learning the Bible. Just read it through. And then read it through again and trust that God will build those connections and open up revelation as we increase familiarity. It's not about seeing the whole bottom of the ocean the first time we read it, but we're building up something so that he can then go back later and fuse these things together and begin to show us spiritual realities behind them. Um, it is 9.30. Yeah, so we, we can keep talking. <laughs> um but I just want to round it up. Oh, honey, have a good night at work. Bless you. Bless them babies. In Jesus' name. Um, so so I want to tie this up. Um, and again, another, another set of verses um, for reference. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, verses 2 through 4. 
We'll talk to you about the concept of being more than human. Mm -hmm. um, as Paul talks to them about why they're behaving in a way as if they were merely human. As if they were just of the flesh. And he's calling them up. Um, so this is an opening. I know there's going to be more questions. You know, we talk, start talking about the realms of heaven. <clears throat> for some people, that's like very basic. Like, yes, of course. And for others, it's like, what? What in the world? Thank you. Um, but I think it's important that we start to discuss what's going on, especially as we're starting to hear. If God sees fit to open our eyes and ears, to cause us to hear his voice, and he sees fit to leave these things in his word, then we have to begin to step into them, begin to understand more of what's happening. So um, for those who are here and for those who are listening, I would say the call to action for this discussion, for this Bible study is, now that you understand that you can perceive in three different realms, be sure that you're spending an, an ample amount of time, as much time as possible in that third heaven where the throne of God is. That you're worshiping your way into his presence in the third heaven. That you're receiving your information from the third heaven. God gives information from the third heaven with clarity. There's no confusion. But in order to ascend there and receive the information, we have to approach with humility, with honor, with reverence for who he is. We can come only by the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. We, we don't ritual our way in. We can't righteous our way in because we're not righteous enough. We have to approach, if anything, like little children that understand that we're relying on the one and reverencing him. And as we worship him, we get pulled in. And the more time we spend in that third heaven, there are seasons where it gets so fast to get in there. You just think about Jesus for about a second and a half and you can already feel it. And it's already broken, broken open. Um, as we practice, we, we, we get more and more sensitive to it and we're able to discern where information is coming from. And that's the heaven that we speak from to release blessing, to release the power of God. When the Bible talks about, um, our father who art in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're talking about his will from the third heaven being done on earth. And we legislate that and we facilitate that Hallelujah. by our access of the third heaven and by releasing into the third. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. 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 So we're going to close this recording out. And then I know there's going to be afterglow. I hear the questions. Sorry for y'all who are listening on the recording. Bless you. Come to church. Amen. Okay. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. <laughs> Lord God, uh, I pray for clarity in the name of Jesus. We bind everything of confusion, everything of warfare that would attempt to muddy or convolute this in the hearing of your people, God. But by the spirit of God, May there be clarity, spirit of wisdom and revelation come upon everyone who hears this word, even from the time they first begin to hear it and cause there to be understanding God and a fear of the Lord that comes and humility as we hear it and, 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 and have understanding. So God, we praise you so much for being here tonight. Pray bless the afterglow in Jesus name. Amen.